Without the ones like you, who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. ED. Yo. It's just the day before. That's it. Just, just the day before. But uh, still a big day before, nonetheless. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. This is the Believe in 49ers podcast on Believe Podcast Network. He is Super Bowl champion Eric Davis. I'm Rashawn Haylock. Plenty to get to on this show. Niners traveling to Green Bay. They actually hopped on a plane yesterday, as in Thursday, to go out there for the Saturday affair uh, to take on the number one seed in the NFC. Of course, it's a rematch from week three. These teams met earlier this season. It was a narrow win by the Packers, so we'll break this one down. A lot of history uh, between these two teams, especially in the postseason, I mean this 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 matchup brought us the catch two uh, and so many other great moments. Uh, the, the 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 Colin Kaepernick era sort of got kick started by this uh, this rivalry as well in the playoffs. So, uh, but but this is the the, the next generation, right? The the, uh-huh. the next chapter. So we we will break down uh, this. Ed will get your keys. Um, you also had a chance to talk to some of the faithful yesterday. We'll we'll see uh, what that was like for you um, with with a, a sponsored event by by the Niners. Uh, before we get into all that, I want to encourage you to continue to download, subscribe, rate, and review. We're located wherever you find your podcast. If there's a like or a follow button on your particular podcast subscription service, go ahead and hit that like or follow button. Uh, you can hit us up on social media. I'm at R Haylock. He is at underscore Eric Davis underscore on Twitter and on Instagram. I'm at Watch Ray Ray. He is at Eric Davis underscore 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 underscore. That's four of them. Just so you know. Uh, Packers Niners. Game time expected to be a balmy 11 degrees. Uh, so there's that. Um, that's not bad. The, the, uh, that's not bad, but my, my biggest concern, uh-huh. I, I, I said this. I was doing this radio thing yesterday, and I think I said this on Nothing But Niners, too. I was on Big Mike's show the other night as well. Um, the elements is, is really, like, the number one concern for me. Uh, everything else, I mean, I, 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 really? I feel like the Niners, like, I I, I do, I like this matchup. I, I like the matchup, too. And then even with the elements, um, are they forecasting rain? Just wind. Are they are they for no snow, no rain? So it's just going to be it's going to be cold and windy. That's not an issue. It's not an issue. Eleven degrees is not that bad. If, if, you know, you get in his mindset and that's a major part of Green Bay. Um, you talking play- to a dude that, that grew up in Southern California, bro. <laughs> but, but, no, but I'm, telling you, I'm, I'm just letting you know, playing a game like that and you're playing a game. Thirty two. It's like thirty five feels like feels like 30. Okay, when you start to get below 30, 30 to 10, you know, 30 down to 30 down to maybe 20, something like it all feels the same. When you get 20 degrees to zero degrees, it all it starts or at least down to like five. It all it all feels the same. It's just cold. It's not it's not to where you're like you're so cold you can't function. When you start to get below zero 
um, especially like below five, once you get like five degrees below zero, every little tick, then you start, it starts to matter. But 11 degrees is going to feel like they're playing in 30. It's, it's not, it's not something that you're going to freak out about. It's the kind of cold that, yeah, it's chilly, but when you start playing, you, you really won't even think about it. Like I said, you get below 10, it doesn't matter what you do. You can't think about anything but the cold. And, and this is just one of those things. I know it's a little early for, for story time, but I mean, the coldest, the coldest game I ever played in was Green Bay. 96 in the playoffs. It was uh, negative uh, with the wind chill. It was a negative 23 below. Um, yeah, it was, it was cold. It was cold. It was so cold that day. I, I made a tackle. Um, I tackled uh, Edgar Bennett in that game, and, and his shoulder pads, when I came up to make the tackle, his shoulder pads came underneath my helmet because I had you tackle with your head up. You know, so I, I, when I hit him, my face was up, and it hit his shoulder pads hit me right here in the nose, and, and my um, nose was bleeding. I reached up, and we got on the ground. I reached up like this, and I said, it was blood on my hand the first time. I did the second time. There was nothing there. So I'm like, okay, I'm cool. I thought I just got a little cut and wiped it off. That series lasted like three, four, maybe five more plays. We were out there before we got to the sideline. So we finally got off the field. We we go to the sideline. I went over in front of the heater. You, we y'all, everybody seen those big, huge tubes. The heaters. Yeah. I went over there to get warm to put my hands in front of the heater. And while I was standing there, the blood started falling out of my face. It when, froze. It's so, when it's so cold that your body fluids freeze, it froze. Your <laughs> it blood was, froze. It was frozen. It was, <laughs> that's how cold it was. We were. They were literally the Gatorade um, container on the side. They were pouring boiling water into it because as soon as it hit the cups, it would it would immediately get cold, and then in a few seconds it was freezing. It was that cold. It was. It was cold, man. My skin wasn't even, my skin wasn't pliable. I could grab it like this and it would come up in chunks and you could crunch it. And I remember the referee looking at me. He, he, the re I did that one time and I was standing in front of the ref and he was like, E, you, you okay? I was like, yeah, man. I was like, I'm fine. I'm fine. I was like, that's just, I said, that's wild, right? He was like, I've never seen, the ref was talking to me about it. He was like, I've never seen that happen. But that, so that's the coldest game I played in. The coldest I've ever felt on a football field outside of Aniston, Alabama, in the rain when that ice was bouncing off my head. The coldest I've ever felt in a football game in the professional league was playing in Kansas City. And people, I'm sorry, I, I started this story. You guys know how I get. Kansas City, as I said, it, we, we knew that a storm was coming through. It was 20 degrees at kickoff. I just told you, 20 degrees is not that bad, but they said they forecast that a, that a cold front was coming and a storm was coming through. So it was 20 at kickoff. It was zero by halftime. It was 15 below by the time we came out for the half. It was getting so cold so quickly that it felt like somebody was pouring ice water over me. That's the coldest I've ever been in my life. <laughs> in a football game because it just the way the temperature dropped from 20 to 15 below it wasn't like you walked out into it it just kept getting colder and colder and colder and that these guys don't have to deal with and you never wore sleeves right like you you were no i didn't i didn't i wasn't really comfortable in them so i didn't wear them 
Uh, and that's, that's the thing about the cold. It's all about being comfortable. Did you, so did you do like the chicken broth or the hot cocoa or any of that stuff? No, I just played. I literally, I lived, I literally wore the same thing. Um, first game of the season, the first game of the season, what I wore under my pads and how I dressed and who I did, I didn't wear gloves. I didn't do all of that stuff. You know, that's the only game. I think the green Bay game is probably the only game I wore gloves in after probably my fifth year in the league, my hands got so cold. We went out there for pregame for that hour. My hands were so cold. I walked into the, um, before kickoff, I walked into the, um, back into the locker room and I was sitting there with my hands and I wanted to chop them off. <laughs> they were so cold. I literally, I, I thought if I hit something that they would just like crack <laughs> and just, and, wow. and disintegrate and and I put gloves on. But as far as the sleeve, I, I wore the same thing, the same cut off t-shirt that, that, they in September. The day, that they gave us the first day of training camp. No, I mean it was it was the one that I wore during training camp, and I would I would cut it the way I wore it. It was 117 degrees out in wherever in Spartanburg, South Carolina. Everything that I wore that I wore the same thing. I didn't wear pads under my uh, I didn't wear pads under my pants. I didn't wear underwear under my pants. I just put on my pants. I put on that one thing under my. Um, my shoulder pads and I ha I actually played it. I told you about that. I played in hockey pads. I didn't even wear yeah. uh, football pads. I played in hockey pads because they were smaller and they fit better. Um, I could probably put my shoulder pads on. If, if I pulled them out of a box right now, I can put them on under this t-shirt. That's how small my shoulder pads were. Um, and, and um, I, I wore the exact same thing. That's what I was comfortable in. I just, I never, I never really, changed anything man so it was one of those deals where i was like i was, was going to be cold anyway and so i just did that thinking about it right now i, I could have possibly done some things and adjust it but you, it takes a lot to you know the scuba uniforms and all those things the scuba suits and stuff but you got to get used to playing in that it wasn't enough for me to have to go there for one afternoon i just go play um and again Back to how we got all this storytelling going. 11 degrees, you don't have to worry about all. It's not going to be that cold. It's cold, yeah, but it's not the kind of cold. It's not the kind of cold that's going to shut your body down. 23 below, my body shut down. It shut down. Watching watching the Bills and the Patriots last week, and the guys had, like, uh, chicken broth on the sidelines and stuff like that, just, just trying to keep warm. Um so we, we look at this particular game, right? 11 degrees, right? Uh, Jimmy G, the reports from him have been good this week, even though he's been battling that shoulder. And then also we know about the thumb, uh, both on his throwing hand, throwing arm. Uh, but by, you know, from, from the reports out there, he was able to go through practice this week, look good in practice this week. Uh, he was limited earlier in the week, but um, he, he was still out there able to make some throws and, and things of that nature. So, I mean, it looks like, I mean, Jimmy's the guy, right? Which is expected, right? I mean, you you, you did you won't expect unless unless he just can't throw, unless he's just unable to perform. You would expect ten. Uh, I, I told to be you, seventy five percent. You got to start yeah. him. Yeah, you got to start him. This is ridiculous. What some of the people are thinking out there. Uh, it, yeah. Anyway, so th these two teams met earlier in in the year, right? And I think from a Niners perspective. Obviously, they're a totally different team than they were back in week three, right? I mean, that was the start of a four-game losing streak. Uh, you you since have had um, the emergence of Elijah Mitchell. Uh, if my memory serves me correctly, he didn't play that Green Bay game. 
Um, Debo is, has now become a wide back, <laughs> uh, which he wasn't, er, which he wasn't yep. earlier this year. Uh, so, so this this offense has, has sort of evolved, and then defensively, they've sort of evolved as well, just in sense of, uh, you know, what you're getting from the secondary, what you're getting from that defensive line. So this is a totally different team. Um, but what it, it, I mean, does that alone? give this group confidence going into Lambeau or what is it that that should give them the most confidence as they head towards Green Bay uh, Saturday? Well, number one, they're playing well. They're, they're playing well. You've been winning. When you're winning, you start to believe that you can continue winning. And they've been playing football. Um, Green Bay hadn't played, you know, they didn't play last week. Um, you know, their starters didn't play the previous game. They didn't play. Uh, so regardless, there's going to be a, a you know, a slight bit of rust. Green Bay is going to be confident there, but there's still an Aaron Rodgers head that, um, that, you know, playoffs, they lose to this team. The Niners played them, and you're right. Elijah Mitchell wasn't the guy. Debo wasn't the wide back at that time. You think about the defense and how that game went around. What you had didn't – what I, if I, I could be wrong. You know I've had a lot of hits in the head, but I believe – Amador Lenore was on the field. Josh Norman was on the field. Hufunga was on the field that game. I'm not sure about Hufunga, but I believe okay. Diamond. I believe Diamador was there. I think in the. There. I think yeah. in the. Well, I have to go back and see and look at it. But I think in the nickel packages and things like that, even Hufunga was on the field. And you look at that now. You got Tark. You got Ward. Um, you got E Man back out there. You um, you have. And this is a this is a concern of mine. Um, Ambry Thomas is slowly growing, getting better, playing well, playing confident. Um, he may not be able to play. That's which would just put Josh Norman back out there. Okay, so that's a concern. I'd rather have Thomas than Josh, but it, but you, they should be more confident because they're a better team right now. Uh, they weren't a good team at that point. They had to figure out how to win, what to do. Um, the coaching staff had to figure out what they wanted to do at the quarterback position and how you wanted to go and how do you play this game and how do you put them in the best position to win? How do you put your quarterback in the best position to win? Um, uh, D'Amico had to learn how to call a game. D'Amico now, it's, it's one thing knowing the calls. It's one thing knowing the defense. Calling the game is completely different. The rhythm of calling the game and understanding what you want to do and what your guys do and how to put them in position to make plays based on the opponent. D'Amico, he's got a full season under his belt now. And he knows what works and what doesn't. And he's been able to develop his style as a play caller. All of these things give, should give them more confidence because it definitely gives me more confidence. When you look at this Green Bay defense, um, Jair Alexander, he had one of the best plays I've seen all year, that interception he had against Jimmy uh, that was back in the week three game. He hadn't played since a week after that, week four. Um, it's Darius Smith ain't played since week one. Those guys are expected to come back. Um, how How tough is that? For them to be able just to jump back in there when they haven't played, you know, pretty much the majority of the season. Not just jump back in there, but jump in a playoff game at that. Uh, Zaire, I'm not um, um, – Zaire. I think he pronounces it Zaire. But I, I hate messing guys' names up. But anyway, that dude, it doesn't matter. He can play. He. I'm not – that's, that's one that 
I would expect him to come out and be who he is. Um, he's he's an all-pro caliber player. All-pro caliber players tend to know how to get themselves prepared to play. That's why they're all pros. It's not like they have to play themselves into um, um, condition. They don't have to play themselves into um understanding what it is they're they supposed to do like a young player would have to you know what i mean we've we've talked about ambry we've talked about the amador and it's like okay as they grow as they do this dude's already grown <laughs> he's, he's a full-grown man so uh i i would expect them to be okay in that aspect and i'm trying to in the other corner i'm trying to think of his name um so the secondary of the Green Bay Packers has playmakers. I would expect those playmakers to be able to make plays. So uh, that's, I'll put it that simple. I, I wouldn't look at it as there's an advantage to the Niners in the passing game because those guys are just now getting back. I look at it like you're getting back some really good players. No different than we looked at it when E-Man was coming back. I didn't look at it as a detriment. So the, the speed of the game, that, that 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 doesn't concern you. How, you know, obviously rec- playoff game versus a regular yep. season game. I mean, the, the intensity, everything yep. is, is just sort of magnified. That that part doesn't doesn't concern or doesn't concern you or at all. You're talking about guys who've been there. So no, True. True. they've been there. It, they've it's been it's there. not. Yeah, they're, they're not. They, they won't be caught off guard by it. Yeah. We we we've talked about this before, and and the Niners just sort of being the bully right um mm-hmm. and that's what they got to do that's that's what they that's what they have to be like that that's the recipe right that that is the formula um i mean there's, there's been a lot made about you know jimmy and, and the eight completions in the, the nfc championship game uh not sure that's repeatable right i don't but, know green bay still trying to tackle cap man I <laughs> they're, still, they're still trying to tackle cap they, they hadn't tackled him yet they didn't tackle Cap. They haven't. They hadn't tackled Raheem. I, they still haven't. So why would you not see <laughs> see if the ghost of playoff past in the run game? See if they come up. You have to try that. And they got in, in the perfect guys in the backfield. Elijah Mitchell with the power and the speed that he possesses. I I would fully expect them to test that again um, because. It's really, really easy to get guys uh, thinking. Here we go again. But can you see? But and I was thinking about this though. Can you overthink this though? If if you're Kyle, if, if you're if you're McDaniel, like can you overthink this in the sense that you know they know what's coming, right? And so can you overthink this and maybe try to go play action, you know, very early or maybe one times too many, and 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 have Jimmy maybe throw the ball a little bit more or do you or or do you just try to keep it simple and say, look, this is what we do. This is who we are. And this is how we're going to attack them. Like, like, is that a possibility that they can overthink this thing? Remember I told you, you do not go to the talent show with your routine set to the freaks come out at night and then decide that you want to play really? rap the light. Yeah. You got to dance to the music that you set the script to. That's who they are. It's not overthinking it would be, should we 
try and be something that we're not to throw them off as opposed to i mean isn't that a part of self-scouting though like it isn't that it isn't yeah. that a part to it yeah. to an extent a part of self-scouting is knowing uh, yes that's that's a part of it to a certain extent but is it beneficial to stop doing what i'm strong at it, why why what when when our secondary when Dion was there, we we could all play man to man very well. Does it make sense to all of a sudden say let's throw a team off? We're gonna play a lot of zone and we're gonna throw guys off and we're gonna give them the space to try to confuse that quarterback or just say, guess what? We're really good at this. You know we're gonna do it. We know we're going to do it. The same way I said about Dallas last week. They're expecting the bully. Don't disappoint them. They're expecting They're expecting the run game. They're expecting the power smash mouth football. They're expecting you to try and run it down their throat. Don't disappoint them. Because in their, in their trying to stop that, in their um, preparation the, of, of you, Yes, you do self-scout, but you know, because they are going to do this, if we're successful, it's going to really open this up. If we're not successful, remember I told you, you still have to be, you, you, you have to be committed to that run, even by committing to it. And now we know this is what they're going to do to try and stop it. You put, you set yourself up to counter it. But you got to do what your strength is. Man, the Dallas Cowboys back in those days, in those 90s when we played them, because we did all of that talking about them all last week. Dallas Dallas ran like six, eight plays. It, 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 there was nothing complicated. I'm, I'm not, and I'm not exaggerating. They ran like six, eight plays, dude. They were like, their thing was like, we got this big wall of human flesh. Get past it. Yeah. This is what we do. And if you can't handle that, you're going to get mauled. And that's just the way it is. The same with the 49ers. When the offense was going back in the day with Joe and Steve, they didn't run a lot of plays. There were a lot of formations and all this stuff. They ran the exact same plays. Guys were ending up in the exact same spots. And if you watch Kyle's offense, it's the same thing. There are a lot of, there are a lot of window dressing. That's all it is. It's just window dressing. It's to make guys think. It's to test your rules. That's what you do to a defense. You test their rules. We want to make certain that you are up on your study because all you need is one guy out of position. So you go and do what you do. Yes, you self-scout, and you know that this is what you're good at. This is why you're good at it. This is what they're going to try to stop. So how do you continue to find ways to be good at what you do? That's the trick. You can't switch everything every week. The we flip it over to the defensive side of the ball, and you look at Nick Bosa. Uh, reports are he's trending towards playing Joey. <laughs> <laughs> hey, I can't go a whole broadcast and not get a man's name right. Come on, man. <laughs> hey, I, I, but I can't, I can't even front though, because we, we, the original days of this podcast, I was doing it at least once every other show. You know, I watched too when he first got on the team because I was so, yeah, used, to I was so used to saying Joey, so used to saying Joey. 
And, and I didn't, I mean, I've seen him, I saw him a little bit, but I didn't watch him a ton at Ohio State. I'm not a big Ohio State guy. Uh, now I'm a little bit more of an Ohio State guy because the quarterback that's there now, CJ Stroud, but prior prior to that, like, I, I could care less about Ohio State. So I didn't, I didn't watch a ton of their games. So, like, it was on this pod, it was Joey every other, every other. And I knew who I was talking about. Like, I knew he wasn't damn Joey, but I mean, I did you know. the same thing. And then I just <laughs> started calling him, you know, Joey's brother. Then I finally got it. Like, okay, Nick. Nick. That's it. So I'm a, I'm a, I'm gonna get I'm gonna give Tracy I'm gonna give Tracy some grace. She's 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 one of the she's one of the good ones out there. But but Nick, we, we know he's on we know he got on the plane, right? The the Niners put that on, on the IG yesterday. Um all signs trending towards him returning, all signs trending towards uh Fred Warner uh being able to play in this one as well. Uh it's 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 simple it seems simple but I, it's not right like the success the Niners are able to have against the Packers they beat up Rodgers right these last couple of games regular season primarily is what, is what I'm talking about when Rodgers was able to have success against the Niners the Packers are able to have success against the Niners um really couldn't get to him and a part of that is I mean you're he's getting the ball out I mean you're talking about two seconds it's out of there right yeah how do you, if you're the Niners, how do you combat that? Like if he's, if he, if you can't get to him and he's able to get it out that quickly. Easy. Like what, what, like what, what do you do? Tackle. 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 You know, you know the part that everyone's missing in, in this cold weather and how it's going to affect the Niners is that it's cold for the guys um, on Green Bay side too. And guess what? When they get hit in that cold, it's going to hurt the same. Beat them up. This is this is really simple. Beat them up. The ball's gonna come out quickly. Yes, because Aaron Rodgers knows that he's got to get it out quickly because he doesn't want to get hit in the beak. Because when he gets hit in the beak, he doesn't play well, especially against the Niners. He knows that ball's gonna come out. So what do you do? You keep the ball in front of you and hit them consistently all day long. Make them think you're crazy. You know what happens in that situation when teams play pretty ball. You know what goes on. They start to press and say, we have to get it over the top. Because if you've had these extended drives and they're not turning into touchdowns, you, you're in a dogfight. As long as you're kicking field goals, you're in a dogfight. Because this isn't baseball. You don't score by ones. So you are a fumble away from disaster. You're a pick away from disaster. Well, as long as you're kicking field goals, you know what I mean? It's like playing the Warriors. You can get all the dunks you want, but then here comes Steph. Here comes Clay. A couple of twos. That means a couple of threes. That means nothing. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. So you're scoring. So and that's what happens in football. That's why you don't freak out when when you see that if the team's kicking field goals, you're feeling good because you know you got a shot. You're a play away. Um, so that's just tackle. So so what you got to do if a guy catches a slant, hit him. Devontae Adams, I keep getting asked, how do you stop Devontae? You're not going to stop him. You're not going to stop him. You just contain what he does. You limit what he does. If he catches a ball for eight yards, tackle him for eight. If he runs that slant, guess what? We always looked at a slant routes, out routes. They don't beat you. They irritate you. Slants and outs irritate you. They don't beat you. People freak out, and the announcer's like, oh, my God, great route and all this stuff. Like, you do realize he just got six yards, okay? He's got six yards and sore ribs. He's got six yards and his shoulder is now slightly separated because you got your safeties coming down, trying to crack his beak. 
That's how you stop that. You just hit them. And sooner or later in that code, guess what happens? The ball gets chipped at the line of scrimmage or it gets bobbled because you know what? The last three times I ran that slant or that curl, I got hit really hard. So now I'm looking and that slight bit of hesitation, the ball pops up in the air. And now you got that tip ball that turns into a, a turnover. That's how you play a team that gets the ball out quickly. You're not going to stop them from getting that handoff. That's all it is, is a long handoff. You're not going to stop the handoff. You can limit the damage. That's how you do it. This is the Believe in 49ers podcast on the Believe Podcast Network. He is Super Bowl champion Eric Davis. I'm Rashawn Haylock. We're going to get to your keys in a second, ED. But before that, uh, you had an opportunity to chop it up with some of the faithful yesterday. Uh, 49ers put on an event. Uh, you were a part of it. Uh, how, how'd that go? Oh, no, it was great, man. You know, they, they uh, for the, um, you know, the, the whole Niner gang, they they have their, it, guys, you 49ers fans out there, you understand. The, the Niners are trying to find so many different ways to engage with the fans. And it was great because it was an opportunity um, to just sit back and uh, tell some stories. You, you know, I'm a storyteller to tell some stories about things, but base it off of the fans' questions and their reactions in real time because I was able to literally have them pop up and and not just their tweets like I do on my Q&A, but see their faces. And we could go back and forth just like you and I are right now. That's what I actually enjoyed about it because I was able to um, um, have fans tell me their feelings of certain times and certain games. And when, you know, at this playoff game and this happened and when you guys did this and, and when I was a kid, this happened and, you know, and they had, you know, some, some fans on, they were like, I've been a fan since 56 and I saw all of this happen. I saw you grow up. We saw all of these things. So that was a great part of it. Um, and, and I, and I would probably do it again. Uh, so um, it, it was, it was a great experience, just the back and forth. And you guys know, I like to talk back and forth with you anyway. And I, I, I told them I'm a fan of the team. I'm a fan of the team. I enjoy talking with the fans. I, I like to think I'm a knowledgeable fan. Um, um, I don't get all crazy and emotional about it, but my emotions are there with the team. You know how I am about my colors, man. I just don't do it when it comes to the scouting. You got to scout with your head, not your heart. So that's what happens there. And re remind me of something, this whole scouting with your head thing when it comes to the quarterback position. That's That's it. That's all. That's all. Um, speaking of scouting, oh, <laughs> uh, time now for your keys. We got the Niners and the Packers, NFC Divisional at Lambeau Field Saturday. Uh, what do you got? But uh, we've given it. I think we've already given it. This is a game. Um, you know, contrary to popular belief, they don't have to play perfect football. Not even Jimmy. You don't have to play perfect football. Nor should you expect perfect football. Um, that's not how the Niners have won all season long. They've had 11 wins. Uh, very few of them were just pretty. That's not how they play. Continue to make it ugly. They are built for it. They are built to play football games like this. So play your game. No, Cal doesn't need to get tricky. He doesn't need to try to come up with something and overthink it. That's what coaches do. That's a part of being a coach to think about the what if. Yes, he's going to do that, but stick to the script. This is another game. 
the physical aspect of this team, the toughness of this team is what had gotten them to the divisional round. It's what will get them through the divisional round. Uh, so that's that's it. Jimmy's going to have his Jimmy moments. Uh, defensively, just like last week, you survive those. Defense, make take advantage, tackle. You know what's going to happen. The ball's going to come out quick, tackle, and take care of the deep shots. It, don't give up the deep ball in this game and you win You win the day defensively. Just take that one away. Hit guys really hard in front of you. And there we go. That's that's the difference. This game is not going to come down. Everyone thinks this game comes down to Aaron Rodgers. And this is the part I was talking about. Everyone talks about Aaron Rodgers and Jimmy Garoppolo and Jimmy can't play with him. Jimmy Garoppolo is not Aaron Rodgers. I'm not stupid. I can see Aaron Rodgers is one of the most gifted human beings to ever play the quarterback position. It's beautiful the way he plays the, the quarterback position. But this is what happens when you start to scout with your heart. What everyone looks at with these two quarterbacks is that you get caught up. Scouting, scouting with your heart gets you caught up into the best conversation as opposed to efficient, productive conversation. That's the problem with scouting with your heart. And that's what everyone does with Jimmy, the, even the fan base on Trey and Jimmy. And what I mean by that, so, and I'll get perfect example. Best is subjective. So when you throw your heart out there, um, Cooper Cup, the best receiver in the league, that's subjective. There are a lot of people that be like, oh, no way. He's not as good as. He can't do what so-and-so can. He, he, so the best. But now let's let's scout with our head. Productive, efficient. You can say Cooper Cup is not the best receiver. You cannot say he is not the most productive receiver. He's the most productive receiver in the NFL. That's not subjective. That's a fact. Back to the quarterbacks. Aaron Rodgers, better, some the best, MVP of the league, productivity with his offense. They average three scores a game. Jimmy Garoppolo, oh, we don't like him. He's a bomb. He's this. Productivity with his offense. They average three scores a game. Aaron Rodgers' offense, I think, averages like 22.1. Jimmy Garoppolo's offense averages 21.8. That's the same production. That's the same production, people. And that's what happens. He produces wins. Jimmy Garoppolo has produced 10 wins multiple times. He's gotten you double-digit wins at the quarterback position. He's better than you think if you get out of your field. That's why you can't scout with your heart. Got to use your head. Those are ED's keys. Niners, Packers, 515, Saturday on Fox. 
Uh, we would imagine it'd be Buck and Aikman on the call. No, Aikman wasn't happy. He wasn't doing the 49ers-Cowboys game last week. He let that be known on national television from everybody. <laughs> so uh, I, I would imagine he would be he would be happy to be uh, to be in Lambeau for this one. Nonetheless, it'll be 5:15 local time kickoff. Uh, it's expected to be 11 degrees out there at Lambeau, but uh, Niners with the opportunity uh, to face these Packers and Aaron Rodgers once again in the postseason, uh, and so. Uh, Look, I mean, look, they got a chance. And like my, my man ED just said, the, the productivity from the quarterbacks, uh, very, very similar. Um, and Jimmy produces wins, and he's won in the postseason. These Niners have beat the Packers in the postseason. Uh-huh. There's a lot to be confident about uh, for the Niners heading into this game. Uh, want to encourage you and continue to remind you to download, subscribe, rate, and review. We're located wherever you find your podcast. If there's a like button or a follow button on your particular podcast subscription service, go ahead and hit that like or follow button. Uh, subscribe on YouTube as well. Hit us up on social media. I'm at R Haylock uh, on Twitter. He is at underscore Eric Davis underscore. And on Instagram, I am at Watch Ray Ray. He is at Eric Davis underscore 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 underscore. Uh, did you have something else? No, bro. I'm you good. good? I'm, All right. I'm, I'm so good. I'm just this. This is this is the day before. It's the day right? before. It's the day before. I'm good. I, I am. I'm good. I'll. We'll, we'll, I'm just ready to talk about the game and um, get ready for the next one. That's all. Let's knock this one out. These boys are in our way. That's all. For my partner, Super Bowl champion Eric Davis, I'm Rashawn Haylock. We will see y'all next week. Peace. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.